You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you almost every single group that i'm involved in on facebook that's the only social media that i really do because I'm that age, right? They're almost all lawyer mom groups of some sort, right? So there's the lawyer moms of children who have disabilities, right? It's very niche group. And then the Peloton lawyer moms. And now there's the single lawyer moms, right? Like there's all these different groups, but it's all lawyer moms. And so there's not, I mean, there's some diversity there, but only sort of. So these other groups like the Peloton singles group, that gives me a lot of different perspectives that I don't necessarily get other places. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 258. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. You've had a day. I've had a day. <laughs> um, he's a little crabby. I am a lot crabby. I was Thank you very nice. much. Yeah. <laughs> so my day, day, so I went to get blood work. This should be the easiest thing ever. They, they we push it out to LabCorp. I don't know if LabCorp is national or not. It but, is. Oh, it good, is. good, good. Hopefully, people that work for them listen to the show because <laughs> your company fucking sucks. <laughs> and so, uh, so I get there at seven because they open at seven, and there's already three people in front of me. But that's fine. They got there first. That's sure. the way that works. No, no harm, no foul. And so, uh, so we stand there for twenty minutes past their opening, their posted opening time. We can see them moving around back there, but they won't open the door. People are banging on the door. I'm not banging on the door, but there are people doing it on my behalf. <laughs> Finally, after 20 minutes, now there's like 10, 12 people waiting. This is crazy. They open the door and like she peeks like her head out like she's Wilson on home improvement. <laughs> and she's like, uh, we're out of supplies. Maybe come back at one. Okay, thanks. Bye. And just shuts the door. Shuts the door. Click locks it and the guy's like i'm dropping off p i what like i'm just dropping something off like what you know and so i'm like Ugh. so i go across to 
the the parking lot to quest diagnostics and i don't know if if it's going to be there or not and they're like no it's not in our system and then i call my doctor and my doctor's like or my doctor's office they open at eight now it's like seven forty-five. so i'm like i'll just wait so i call them right at eight like i'm trying to win tickets to fog hat calling them <laughs> over and over again and then these are I, some dated references it, ri- it <laughs> rings right at eight o'clock just goes off the overnight hold you know voicemail thing and then i'm on hold for 30 minutes oh uh. And then they're like, oh, we can't do do that. It's only for LabCorp. I was like, I'll pay extra for Quest Diagnostic. Just end my nightmare. Right. And she's like, well, there's no one here that can do that. <laughs> and I was like, you can do that or I can find a new doctor. I've been a patient for 24 years. Like, and, and they were she, like, can't help you. She was, she was like, uh. and I was just like, I was like. I'm out. So then I I left and I called and got a new doctor. And that doctor was the, the or their office. The lady I talked to was like, oh, we can just she's like, oh, I see it here in the system that it's been ordered. You want me to just fax that to Quest for you? I'm like, that's that's this must be my trick here because I was told <laughs> I was told you couldn't do that. She's like, no, 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 not really. I'm like, Okay. Okay, you solidified it my choice. It didn't help that to get the blood work, you need to be fasted. Yes. And so you are flat out hangry. Yeah, so I haven't eaten point. in like 15 hours at that point. And it's, I, it's reaching critical mass. Oh my God, it was <laughs> ugly. It was ugly. And like my doctor's already kind of weird. Like he's already, like he's said things over the years where I'm just like. Is that true though? <laughs> well, like, like not bad medical advice, but just like, are you paying attention? Like the one. Oh, I remember the one time he's like, oh, I'd like to see you lose a little bit of weight. And I was like, hey, bitch, I'm 30 pounds lighter than last year. Oh, look at that jar. I'm like, oh, yeah. I like it. If you'd like to lose weight, I'd like to recommend a low carb diet called eating a dick. <laughs> Uh, so Tom's upset. So anyway, yeah, that was like ten minutes of just you complaining. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you though? I don't know. I just hope someone works for LabCorp that hears this and they can be ashamed of their con. Oh, I didn't tell you this part. When I go to Quest, oh jeez, and I say I was over at LabCorp, the lady that works at Quest. You know what the first thing she says? Oh, are they out of needles again? Again. And she's like, oh, yeah, they haven't had needles in three days. I mean, what is happening that they're that out of supply? Like something weird is happening in that lab. Was there like a Velvet Underground tribute band in town or something? Like, why do you not have needles? What is happening? No, because all the other places do. So that's just like something's not right. And then my doctor's office was like, why don't you go to the other lab core that's 30 minutes away from here? And I was like, but won't they be out of needles? No, they probably have them. Oh, they probably have them. Why wouldn't they share them with the other location? If I didn't have needles for three days, I think I'd call some of the... Ah! Anyway, what do you got on the show this week? <laughs> yeah, so John Mills is going to be joining. We are going to break down the earnings call, uh, and then you can listen to me be grumpy. Um, and then uh, Dr. Jen stopped by. And uh, one of my favorite questions we've had for a little bit is balancing cross-training schedule and holding yourself accountable. Josh Vernon, this is for you. Uh, tons of instructor news that we are going to hit. We've got homecoming updates galore. Uh, Angelo from MetPro stops by we talk about maintaining discipline during the weekend which is a little tough for some of us and uh, there's lawsuit updates there's competitor updates there's in case you missed it we have all kinds of stuff so lots and lots to come today 
Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. While you're there, uh, maybe leave us a review. That's always a pleasant surprise. And <laughs> maybe could- not based on your opening, <laughs> unless they found my anger funny. Sometimes people do. Yeah, you're you're just angry today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you can also follow us so you never miss an episode. That's good as well. And if you want to stay up to date on things throughout the week, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group, check out our mailing list. We're going to throw a lot of links at you and stuff, and you can get them sent to you in a nice, easy digest once a week if you sign up for our mailing list at theclipout.com. And finally, if you want to see how red I get when I tell that story, <laughs> you can check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash theclipout. So there's all that. Let's, uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills from Run, Lift, Live. Hey, how's it going? Hi. How's it going? All the energy. The energy. go. Listen, I I saw that you had a petition, and before I even had a chance to give money, you you already raised all the money. Tell us about (laughs) that. that. crazy? That was crazy. What? (laughs) Okay, so, well, you know, we did the petition a year ago for Prince Mortimer, the slave that's buried beneath a park in Wethersfield, and we're trying to raise awareness of his Revolutionary War service and his life and what happened with him and the whole deal. And so we did a petition for that last year, and it got, I don't know, 20 500 signatures. Yeah. And then we eventually got um, some uh, acknowledgement from the city of Wethersfield and the Historical Society and a bunch of places. And they agreed to find the location where he's buried under this park and put a marker there. But they were like, uh, but we ain't paying for it. Yeah, it cost like $3,000. I was like, well, I think I can try to raise some money. Let's see if we can do that. So then I just created a GoFundMe and threw it a bunch of places, and like in a little over four hours, we had the three thousand. Boom! Nice. That was very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I'm yeah. so glad that you were able to do that. That is so cool. Absolutely. It uh. was crazy. Like they, I had just been talking to them in email. I was like three grand. Okay, well, let me see. And a few hours later, I'm like, okay, we're done. Okay, what's next? Three thousand. Okay, you were probably Check. already doing the math of like, well, if I could get to two, I I could probably throw in one. Like, right? Like you're like, I literally was like, okay, well, even I don't know, maybe half, we're at a thousand. You know, yeah, you know. started yeah, like doing that. I'll pay yeah. for the rest. Right. Right. I, I literally was saying that. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, it's just nuts. That's so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, good work. Yeah, good job. And good work to everybody who, who helped, too. Yeah, like, yeah. thank you to yeah. everybody that donated. That's so cool. Oh, oh yeah, I'm so appreciative of all the, you know, we got, and, and it wasn't a whole lot of donations. It was like 75 or something like that. I got big money, got, big we money got donors. Really fast. <laughs> we got them really fast. And we funded it. So now I'm just working with the city on the design of the marker. And wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. You've done so much with this. It's amazing to see this take place. I'm so proud of you. You're awesome. Yeah, thank you. I can't wait for the unveiling. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Do you have an ETA on when that occurs? Yeah, like how long does that kind of process take? I have no idea how long, (laughs) you know, it's the city government. Right. Right. They are not known for moving quickly. (laughs) Even after you choose a design it'll be like three months before they approve it if it's anything based on how they work here i mean i work for county right. government and to show you how slowly they move i still work there right like they they haven't gotten around to firing me yet so 
<laughs> it's a slow, slow crawl. Do they know wow. how you just talked in the opening? Slow. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm still mystified. I'm like, what's a guy got to do? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> So, when I find out, I'll definitely be letting folks know. Absolutely. I'll, you know, I'll want as many people as possible there. And you know, I, I, I've talked to the author of the 2006 book that um, talks to uh, prison reform. And then he starts talking about Prince Mortimer's life um, and goes into detail about it. And, and he told me, yeah, let me know when I'll be there. So like it's that like we got people that are prepared to come. So we'll see. Well, if we get oh, enough advance, we'll try to we'll try to make it up there and, and show our support. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that would be cool. That'd be nice. <laughs> that would be real cool. <laughs> be awesome. So uh, I guess we ought to uh, yes, talk about Peloton stuff. Let's too. dig oh, yeah. into Peloton <laughs> stuff. Oh, that's why we're here. That's yeah. Why. So, uh, <laughs> so John, I, this will be easy. I'm just oh. going to be like, so that earnings call. <laughs> oh, I'll be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, I mean. <laughs> I mean, wow. Okay, we so were... last year, this quarter, they lost like $9 million, and then this quarter, they lost $757 million. It's I just mean, a little bit. It's a, a little, little bit. It's a little bit more. Yeah. It's a little bit more. It's, I mean, we were like two minutes in, and I sent you a message. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. I, what, what was like wild about the whole thing to me is. They send out the um, investor letter. Right. It's like, what, two pages? Yeah. And and we're so used to these decks that have the instructors right. at the top. And they're in like some motion, like, you know? Yeah. And it's all fancy. And then and then John Foley would be, you know, it'd be all this dialogue from him and all this stuff preparing you. And then the numbers will be like, I mean, there'll be some summarization at the top. But the real numbers will be like on page four, five, six or something. Yeah, no, that's not but, what happened here. It was two oh, pages man. of a letter, single space, plain font, no frills, right. no nothing. Uh-uh. So it's like the no. uh, report I had to do on Brazil when was, I was in the third grade. Yes, it was exactly oh, yeah. like did that. did it the night before. Yeah, right. but then, but yeah, then like, we get his mom helped. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I need a glue stick. But then we get on the call, and I'm I'm uh-huh. running, so I'm doing my scenic run. So I'm like, right. okay, I'm gonna listen. Right. I'm gonna do. This. And all of a sudden, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah. So William Lynch, he quit the board, and uh, yeah. that's all we're gonna He's talk out. about. So let's take your yeah. questions. I was like, what? Yeah, we- what? What? I think I got whiplash. My- <laughs> that's right. Uncle Barry was like, yeah, yeah, he's moving on to other opportunities and we're, we're not going to regurgitate what's in the letter. Yeah. So, uh, questions. So what do you want to know? I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, either that is like, you know, he's just really like black and white, cut and dry. We're about business. I don't know what that is. Know. I'm starting what to wonder <laughs> if he lacks social skills. Like, I, I mean... Listen, I know a lot of people are like, oh, John Foley messed it all up and here we are and Barry's got to come in and fix it. I'm not even going to weigh in. Yes or no on that. All I know is the man needs to warm up a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, the demeanor, he sounded bored. He sounded annoyed he sounded confused i was like what is what is happening over there i left like at the end of a at the end of an earnings call with john like you talked about that one where they lost nine million billion whatever it was okay last year remember how we left that and we were like yeah but i still felt good at the end of it remember that do you remember that Yeah, yeah, this I was. It's distant, but I, I remember. Okay, but this <laughs> I left feeling like, oh my god, are they gonna survive? I thought they were. Mm-hmm. I was feeling real good about it. Then Barry started talking, and now I don't know. That's how you I know, felt. 
I started, I was a friend of mine who's also an analyst and he, he was saying, um, he was all positive. Really? Like, what the hell did he hear? Stuff. What was he um, hearing? Very um, <laughs> no subscription business. You know, you, you the order stuff. Okay, maybe that's not all that great, but you got to look past that. He knows what he's doing. Like, I was like, wow, maybe it's this, you know, Layman John. Like, I'm just looking at the, the surface and I don't know how to decipher that. You know, that's what I was thinking as well. But yeah, it's just, it, yeah, he doesn't present. He doesn't all present that well. well. But the, the the core thing that like was interesting to me is to learn that J.P. Morgan, the and loan, Goldman, the loan. just a week, within a week had just given them that loan for seven hundred fifty million, and they had eight hundred and seventy nine million now in cash and cash equivalents. I mean, what does that mean? They would have been broke if they hadn't got that loan. Is that what I'm hearing, or do I not do the math right? Something no, wrong? I mean that is that is <laughs> the math. I don't I don't know. I guess like when you back up and you kind of look at it, not only is the loan a concern. I mean, Barry said he was positive. Like he was like, right. I feel really right. good about the subscriptions. Like I feel really good right. about all this. But then but then he said things that were the opposite of good. Like, yeah, I mean, the logistics were just a mess. Like everything's a mess, you know? Yeah, that's what I right. said. And then when he's like, I'm I was actually really surprised by the level of talent here. Like, seriously, Barry? <laughs> seriously? You know they yeah. can hear this, right? <laughs> they can hear you. They can hear you. You're saying that out loud. Yeah, you are that's on a not in your line. head. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said that he said it multiple it. times, yes, right? Yes, he like said he... it twice to two yeah. different questions. I started wondering, is that, you know, again, Layman John, I don't know. Is that like the strategy? Is it a strategy? Is it a strategy? <laughs> For what? People in, in, in the corporate world, CEOs, let me know. Is it a strategy to go, I'm going to let you know how horrible this place is. So you'll figure out how great I am. Is, was that what that was? I don't know what I was kind of lost at that. I don't I don't know. I, I thought that he um, was using it to justify that there were still people left they hadn't fired. Honestly, that's how it came across to me. Um, and well, you know what? What? I was really, well, you know, I'm a big fan of Jill Woodworth and I yes. just, she just seemed like the most knowledgeable and most, you know. Um, she answered in full, complete sentences that were coherent. Yeah, I mean, as she always has, absolutely me, she makes me feel comfortable every time. She didn't sound thing. like herself, though. Her voice did not sound confident. It it sounded unhappy. Maybe I'm reading into it. I well, don't know. It's not a fun time to be that. there. Like I mean, I get I get that it's not the the gravy days of yeah. of mm. the pandemic. That sounds weird to say out loud. I but, know it does. But it's backwards. <laughs> but I mean, but that was through no fault of their own, right? Uh, clearly, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> it was a very good time for them yeah. monetarily. That's true. Yeah, be, That's you know. True. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm so I'm sure that it's, you know, it's not a not a good good call to sit through. I will say we're right. going to change the name of the podcast to thinly capitalized. <laughs> <laughs> and without that 750K from J.P. Morgan Goldman, it was real yeah, thin. It would yeah. be real thin. Real yeah. thin. <laughs> so some things that stood out to me, though, um, uh, I felt like it was interesting that he talked about how the app was very important to reaching their goal of 100 million subscribers. And yep. um, I kind of I guess from the the way he answered questions 
And then what I know about Peloton, I was hearing it as, yeah, we're probably going to be really aggressive on selling the app and pushing it. Um, And combined with the fact that they want to be really aggressive in worldwide growth, um, it sounded to me like that they are going to consider, at the very least, putting the app out in other countries before they put the hardware out. But they haven't quite figured out what the the play is to make it differentiate from like the all access level. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I like I, I think that idea makes perfect sense. Right. Like, I do, like, too. Um, I do, too. Like the fit on. You, you don't remember fit on. We talked about last week. And yep. They don't have any hardware that, you know, they got 10 million subs again, a little bit different. They got freemium as well. But the idea of getting the where you're going to have the highest margins, just the app out as, and you, utilize that as much as you can. See what you can get out of that makes a perfect sense to me. Right. Then you don't have the hardware to deal with. Like, yeah. I mean. That makes sense. It does. I actually do like a lot of the stuff okay. that Barry has been talking about. So do you I think really we do. see branded Peloton bikes go away and they they license it to other mm-hmm. brands? Like, could you do Nordatrack on Peloton class on a Nordatrack bike? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Potentially. But I'm not, I don't think I haven't heard that yet. What I did hear from Uncle Barry is he's like, we're going to use other retailers yeah. i heard him talk to that he which, did that sounded a lot like what you see from echelon i got right? scared like, like, like i got scared like i was I'm gonna like, be in costco i was like, like okay costco i can handle but y'all need to stay out of walmart don't do it don't do it don't <laughs> but you know do it he also talked about how you know he doesn't he to get into a place where it can just be shipped and it doesn't require an install those two things together Okay, uh, but but like right, sound but, like we're now talking about models that we've seen with other bikes. Agreed. But I heard that about the tread. I didn't hear him say that specifically about the bike. Mm. And w- so, if they want to get the tread to the point that they can ship it to you instead of deliver it to you, mm-hmm. then does that mean the tread plus is never coming back? Because that thing's a beh- my mind. that thing's a behemoth. You cannot right. ship that and tell somebody put it together yourself. Mm-mm. And what s- came to my mind is that thing becomes like a Peloton commercial product or not at all. Right, that's Ugh. what came to my mind. Which uh, you know, which I said. You you said that at from the very day beginning. One. I was like, I don't know that you'll ever see the Tread Plus. You, again. you said that mm-hmm. the second it got recalled. And what's interesting right. is they still like okay. So when I heard from people the peloton profit if you will uh prior to the the great axing of 2800 people um right. everyone was saying that tread plus is still coming that is still in progress right. still happening okay yes. but i don't know if that's still the case because now they're talking about changing up how they market things they're talking about right. changing up how they ship things and right and they've changed logistics carriers. They want to be in all yes. these other markets. So so I have no idea now. And and they haven't said a word. People have asked a million times, what are you doing with the Tread Plus? And the answer is, eh. I think everything's on the table. I think when, when, when Uncle Barry came in, everything's on the table. I know. Like, so I don't, anything might be different. And that's to me is one of them. That might. But it's interesting. The company has zero incentive to announce that they are going to go ahead and put the Tread Plus out after November, like zero. Because right. if you have one and you know one's coming, you might as well send it back. 
Right. And get a free one and get a new That's one. That's right. But if That's right. But if they're not going to be coming out with one, then now you're stuck with this thing. <laughs> so That's the <laughs> dilemma I think everyone is in. Like I, I I have one as well. I know you have one as well. Yes. And I've been thinking the same thing. Do I just sit here and wait and then after November, then they, that's it. They're not selling those no more. And what does that mean for support of what I got? And like, I don't, I'm in that same place you're, you're talking about. I don't know. Am I, should I just be sending this back? And I don't know, but I really love I my no Tread clue. Plus. I love how it feels I on my knees. I, I mean, I love the size. I love the, it works perfectly. It's been perfect for right. me. I've never, knocking on wood, had an issue, not one issue with it. And I don't want to get rid of it. So right. it could be a collector's item. There, yeah. <laughs> could be. And there, it sounds like they're still taking a hit on people sending those things back. I know. So many right? people are getting the smaller ones too. So that's a thing. And then, and then what does this mean for the rower that's supposed to be announced on Friday? I mean, people are going to be uh, listening to the homecoming stuff Friday morning. They're going to be uh, yeah. hopefully downloading this podcast i don't right. know there there may be an answer to the rower before this is even out there and <laughs> i don't know we're gonna see if you're, if you're trying to get to, i mean I, you know we, we talked about this a few weeks ago that i don't know how, how big is the market for a rower we talked about the biggest player in the space they got two hundred thousand uh subs so yeah. i mean i don't know is that what do you gain how much do you gain out of that okay but then versus the potential for issue in <laughs> and challenge and uh greater logistics in I don't know. Like, so that made me start questioning it, too. Like, And I agree with everything you just said. But my brain immediately asks myself, but then what about all the sunk costs? Like, you know, because they've been working on this for five freaking years. Well, they've already like hired a rowing instructor, right? Multiple. And started creating content. It sounded like. It's in the system. Yeah. I mean, the code is there. It's been there for over a year. To John's point, I saw him post the other day. And so we know it's out there. We know the instructors that they've had for a long time have rowing backgrounds. So we know this is all coming. But like now I'm scared it's not. So. Yeah. When you in listening to that uh, earnings call and how it played out and the things that we heard them say. Yeah, it makes it makes you start question that, like, should they do that? Yeah. Will they turn away from that? Even though we've been hearing it forever, that it's supposed to be released it's at homecoming. But yeah, I came to the same place in my mind. I guess that I question at least will be answered on Friday. A couple of days. We'll know. We'll know. We'll know. So <laughs> what else do we miss, Tom? Uh, well, we have articles from CNBC talking about how he Peloton CEO oh. was surprised by how deep some of the uh the issues issues ran, ran at the company uh yeah uh, okay so this is when he started oh, talking man. about how the company got hacked back in uh it's been years i don't remember what year i don't even know if he said a year but back at the beginning of peloton it got hacked and i guess ever since then they've kind of been behind the eight ball with uh issues when it comes to engineering and being able to push out updates um so i heard it and john correct me if i am wrong i heard it as hey we're having all of these issues we're really slow to push things out because everything in the platform needs to be rewritten from scratch well you know what i got from it i i, I don't remember <laughs> I, i'll tell you what i took from it. okay what i what i took from it when i heard that was oh that's why the innovation has been so slow yes that's yes. that's what right like yeah. we've been talking about that for a long time and we've been wondering what well i mean you you say you're a tech company and tech company has you know frequent release cycles now in this day and age and they're pushing stuff out 
quickly and the, and innovation moves quickly. And we were always questioning, like, it doesn't seem like they move that fast. <laughs> when I heard that, I thought, ah, okay, well, I guess we just heard a reason why. It's so That's- weird, though, the things that he will talk about and the things he won't talk about. Like, really? Like, I'm not even upset that he talked about it. I'm just like the things they don't tell you. And then all of a sudden he just drops this bomb in the middle of like an <laughs> earnings call. I'm like, what? That's why he's Uncle Barry. He he's was trying to make me fall the- off the tread. That's right. <laughs> He's that uncle that be at the at the family picnic that just to say anything. You don't know what might come out. You yeah, know, that's why. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so that was the big thing, and also how the logistics are crap, and um, and how they had more talent. That was the second time he mentioned the talent he was surprised at. He was surprised that they had more talent than he thought they had. Yes. And he also um, another thing that I want to put out there for people to consider. I'm not trying to scare anyone, but did you hear kind of like in between, like maybe retail is not such a good spot for them? Like maybe retail might need to, you know, take cover, maybe? I've been thinking that that might be the case, but I didn't hear that. I must have missed that. that. To me, that seems like low hanging fruit. Like that sounded logical in my mind. I've been kind of assuming like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not lobbying for it. So anyone that works in a store listening to this, I'm not trying to get you fired. (laughs) But we we love you guys and support you guys. But I I think if they're looking to partner with a retailer, well, if you can get space and kiosks set up in Target or Macy's and different markets, why have retail locations? Why? You know, like I could see them keeping a few, you know, boutique locations in really big cities, New York, L.A., Chicago. Right. But St. Louis, why? Well, just throw one in a Target. Like, that's good enough for that's, St. Louis. That's my fear. That's yeah. that's where I'm seeing it. And And the other thing, somebody said something about cutting costs. And he was like, well... I'm not saying anything either way. I don't want to signal anything, but I mean, we're looking at things and I just heard that as, yeah, there's another round of layoffs. I mean, I did. That's what I heard. Mm. I, I And I know some people are thinking that like, oh, the instructors might start to feel it. And I could see like to attrition if, you know, if some yeah. quit, they're not going to rush to replace them. But I don't right. know that getting rid of instructors saves them all that much money. Plus, if they no. if the whole thing is to pivot to this app, then they need to be creating content nonstop. And you've already got these people on the payroll. Put them to work. Mm-hmm. I don't understand right. why they have so many people like the amount of content compared to compared the number of to the number of instructors they have. I do not understand that ratio. And so yeah. welcome to the club. Yeah. So like, I don't get why you would. And I don't think getting rid of a couple instructors is going to save you that much money because the real high dollar ones, you better not get rid of. Yeah. You better not get oh, rid yeah, of a Cody or a Robin or, oh my you God. know, there would be anarchy. Yeah. People would be apoplectic. Yes. But right. and so the ones that are lesser known probably don't save you that much money anyway. Comparatively. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I guess I was just reading between the lines and that is where my mind went. Yeah. Um, just between all of those things. I mean, and that's I don't want to yeah. be right. But yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I doubt the the store employees cost them all that much money. But but the retail but space, the, but the rent does, mm-hmm. you know, because they're always in the high-end mall for that market i will say a counterpoint to everything that i just said is that they know for a fact 
that they are trying to offload the Ohio Pop Park. And that's going to be a significant amount of money. They were saying like mm-hmm. 500 million. It might have yeah. been billion. I don't remember. But it was a lot of money. And they were expecting that to hit in 2023 calendar year. So mm-hmm. maybe... Maybe that's they're kind of like hoping they don't even have to have these conversations and dig that deep because hopefully it will they'll sell that property and it'll all just work itself out. Yeah, because that property isn't just a property, right? It's like a building there. Like mm-hmm. they had already started construction. They had started yeah. a building. There. And there's got um, yeah, so hope- there's got to be a finite number of candidates that want right. a facility like that. Right. Especially right. in Ohio. No offense, Ohio. Well, but, I mean, right. it's just it's flyover country like we are. So right, totally, they, they yeah. do have a lot of distributor companies. Sure. There, I mean, though. because they're centrally located. Right. So it makes sense from from that vantage point. But I just, you know, again, the but still at the end of the day, the pool of companies that need a space like that is certainly finite. And right. I, I would also just like to, to sum up and say, I I am not against what Barry is trying to do. And I don't feel like we've had enough time to see whether or not it's going to work. I feel like we need more time. I just wish he would be kinder to the people that work there because he's not. That is all. You know, <laughs> I, what was interesting to me also about the cause, that I, he, it's their goal is still the same, like to be uh, net cash positive by 2023 in fiscal 2023. And so considering the numbers that I heard and the, and, and the um, outlook that I heard, like, yeah, it feels, seems like you'd have to, you're going to have to pull a lot of levers yeah. to get there. That's and, why everything you said in, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I guess all that's on the table. And right? maybe they're yeah. like, let's put the rower out there and see if we can make enough money off of it. Let's put the tread back out there. I mean, me. Those are counterpoints. I have yeah. no idea that's what they're thinking or not thinking. I've heard once the rower uh, hits market. Oh, boy. What? <laughs> that's right, John. Hide. <laughs> I've heard that once, once the rower's released, R&D's been given a new assignment, and the next product is going to be a new COVID variant. Oh, <laughs> Joking, guys. Joking. <laughs> Don't at me, at Tom. <laughs> if you do, at me on Instagram, because I don't pay attention to that. I forgot my password. <laughs> Should I, I shouldn't be laughing at that, huh? I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> he has that effect on people. <laughs> I, I'm like laughing, but I feel bad for laughing. I know. It's like a million people died. We can't laugh at that. But we just did. I'm all in conflict in my head. Well, the joke isn't about the death. I the joke's know. about the- I, That's why we're laughing, but it still makes us feel bad. <laughs> Didn't get vaccinated. I, hey, I did. I Thank know. you. I did. So uh, in the middle of all this, they also went fishing for money. We didn't really talk about that. too. Well, much. we did. We did. I, John yeah. mentioned that. He said okay. that it, he was really surprised. That, that was the big news uh, that like, oh, boom, they asked for this the loan, big loan. Yeah. And I mean, it was right. not insignificant. <laughs> massive and you see how like like they just kind of threw it into a sentence like we were supposed to just kind of miss that like yeah we, were, we might not have read it it was just <laughs> i think it was one of those things like well if we just like don't call attention to it it's not important it's you like know? when you're reading your report card to your parents and you just you know you're like, uh-huh. oh yeah i gotta be in english and a c in algebra i got d in math and yeah. then i got uh <laughs> gem i got i think we all know i would have got the d in gem, but 
probably yeah. in bold. Yeah, just threw that in there. Oh yeah, and that's seven hundred fifty million. Yeah, that's we got this week. And by the way, and they just went right past it like nothing. Yeah, I'm like, did he say they just got seven hundred fifty million? I was so shocked. I start texting people. Did we already know that? I know. I saw you post it. You were like, did we know? No, we did not know, John. Like, we did not know. Like seven hundred fifty million. That's like two Iron Man movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I love how you always relate it back to pop culture. Yeah. Except Iron Man movies make money. Oh goodness. So I yeah, I mean I think that I think there are certain, especially the investor class, is they I think they like the no nonsense. I'm gonna come in here and kick butt but like you can only get away with that for so long and then butts need to actually have been kicked or people are gonna you know they want to see results and so i think right now they feel like at least this guy is looking at this product realistically and that right and that you know what i just realized what's that nobody asked a question about the minority stakeholder not one person brought that up like, there's been so much craziness. Yeah. We didn't even yeah. remember to ask that question. That was two news cycles yeah. ago. We moved yeah. on. Too but much yeah, stuff happening. But yeah, yeah I mean, I do, news now. But I do think that, like, the, you know, the, that Foley was very much, he had a very positive look. And as I like to say, when you look at the world through rose-colored glasses, red flags are look just like regular flags. And that can be a problem. And, yeah. uh, you know. This guy sees everything as a red flag. <laughs> oh, maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. I, I don't know. know. He'll tell you. Yeah. Well, like when he said, there's more talent here than I thought. I wonder if they were like, uh, thank you. I, I, I think. think? Yeah. Like, was that a compliment? You know, there were people like having conversations. <laughs> yeah. Did he just say that? Oh, my God. He I said it again. He said yeah, it I, again. His <laughs> idea. I happy or offended? I don't know. Don't his, know. I, his idea of a compliment is like. Well, I didn't fire you, did I? Yeah, he's one of those people. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like, go go find a new, go find that new minority stakeholder. Well, I don't even know where to start. Just do it. I said, just do it. Go do it. I don't want to hear any excuses. Just do it. He's one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I like, I I wouldn't be surprised if he was visited by three ghosts on Christmas Eve. He is curmudgeon-y, isn't he? Is, he? Yeah. He is. I picture him in one of those... Try that. I picture him in one of those, like, uh, old-timey sleeping gowns. Yeah, he's got the robe. Yeah. With the hat and the candle. With the little... The candle stick. <laughs> with the little handle. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> he walks all hunched over with the candle. And for our fans of... Uh, Uh-oh. Victorian literature, I should say, yes, I know that he was visited by four ghosts yes that's true that's <laughs> oh, true yeah you might got hit up because people yeah. people think about the three and they forget about jacob marley that's so true he yeah. was visited by yeah. four ghosts unless unless oh dear you are following the muppet christmas carol <laughs> in which right. case he was visited by five ghosts <laughs> okay um. <laughs> okay even... uh all right yeah. <laughs> that needs to be your new gift. Yeah. Oh, oh, whatever you say, man. Okay. He's like, whatever, nerd. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna try the Uncle Barry tactic on, on you know, one on Erica tonight, and we'll see how. Th- oh, works, are you, you know? sure? I'm worried she for gonna, you. She's gonna bring me dinner, and I'm gonna be like, you Oof. know, this is better than I thought it would be. 
You better start a new GoFundMe because Prince Mortimer is not the only guy you're going to be buying a headstone for. I'll tell you that. Unless you bought that from, you got takeout from somewhere. You are treading on thin ice, my friend. Forget thinly capitalized. You are thinly iced. You mean she won't take that as a compliment? Is that what you got telling me? I don't think so. I think you're going to get one of those silent looks. Yes. She just says nothing. She just looks at you. Oh. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. If you can. If you're able. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, John, for helping us uh, dissect all that. And uh, until next time, where can people find you? They can find me on my Facebook group or page, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on the Tickety Talk, Run, Lift, and Live. Or they can find me at Run, Lift, and Live or Run, Lift, Live.com. Either or. Either or. All the places. Yes, all the places. <laughs> Thanks, John. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. 
Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She was a five-year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics, and she has a wonderful app called No More Diets that you should check out. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, so we have a question for you from Josh Vernon. Um, he is struggling with cross-training and prioritizing that schedule without having a coach tell him what to do. Um, and I know usually your advice is to tell people to talk to an expert. Do you have any advice for somebody who's kind of trying to do it just on their own without a, without a coach? Um, well, I think that what you really want to do is to kind of lay out your week and to really you want to look for balance. Like we've talked about before, you don't want to do tread five days in a row. You don't want to do bike five days in a row. And I think that a lot of the time people really neglect a lot of the other Peloton classes that, you know, and now there's like boxing, there's, you know, the, the whole boxing boot camp. you've got tread boot camp. you've got bike boot camp. you've got cardio. I think cardio classes are the one, the one thing that I feel like nobody talks about. And maybe I'm just like, not in the cardio loop, but I do cardio classes twice a week. And it's, to me, it's kind of this, what, I mean, I personally have a love hate relationship with them, but they've made such a difference in my strength and my endurance. And every time I take those classes, by the way, I'm like, how does anybody do this? Like I I struggle (laughs) so much and I'm in such good shape that I'm like, how are so many people doing this class and surviving it? (laughs) <laughs> like there's one class yeah. Daniel has, it's 20 minutes. It's like 20 minutes of squat jumps. I was like, Nuh-uh. oh my God, yeah, it, it's insanely difficult. But anyway, I digress. But it's really important that like you have that kind of variety and that you don't just get stuck on one thing that you're doing over and over again. And one of the things that I love is kind of this new Peloton thing where they're showing you what muscle groups you're working with each workout. Mm -hmm. And you can really look at, okay, am I getting a balance? Am I doing upper body and lower body? How much core am I doing? Like what muscles am I using? And I think that you kind of want to divide your workouts into kind of looking at in terms of your muscles, your upper body and your lower body for the most part to really simplify. And you don't want to be doing a bunch of lower body in a row. You want to make sure that you are balancing, you know, typically people who are weight trainers would be like, today's my, today's upper body. Today is, is biceps and chest. Today is, you know, lower, lower body glutes and legs. And so really kind of looking at making sure that you are resting one body part and working the other body part the following day but chart it out and also make sure that you are being reasonable with your time expectation. And that can be really challenging. And and Crystal can speak to this because we worked out together that if I haven't pre-planned something, I can spend 20 minutes picking the class. It's been an hour picking the class, especially if it's a long run and like you're really kind of ambivalent about it. So planning classes in advance, going on Instagram and looking at other Peloton obsessives who post their workouts. Cause a lot of the time you'll see a workout and then you get excited about it. You're like, Oh, I can't wait to do that Cody class. Oh, that music. I know I love that song or that's a really funny thing that he said. So kind of giving yourself kind of some treats workouts that you can look forward to kind of helps that. But really the key is that balance and making sure that your time management is good, that you are not 
overbooking yourself and then failing to complete your workout because you didn't allow for enough time. Yeah, I like that. And and Tom does that on tonal too. He always picks out his workouts ahead of time because if I, he doesn't, then he won't do them. <laughs> I'll bail. Like, yeah, like, and tonal's helpful in a way that I think Peloton isn't because tonal has programs. And so you can pick a program that lasts like four weeks. And so I'll select that program and I like it because when I'm done, with, like when I go down for my next one, I just go to day two or day three yeah, or day 15. Like, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, no thinking is involved. And because if I go down there and spend too long looking for stuff, I'll just, I'll talk myself out of it. And so uh, when I'm done with a program, I'll literally sit there and pick the next program as soon as I'm done. So when I go down next time, I don't bail, you know? So I, I think that's super helpful. Also, bookmarking classes, because what I do is that if I'm in a rush and then I have to take a class, like I'll go through, I'm very music based in what I pick. And so if I'm really in a crunch, I'll just be like, okay, what have I bookmarked and not taken in this time category? Like, okay, 30 minutes bookmarked, not taken. And then maybe I'll be like, oh, I'm in the mood for Olivia today. And like, I'll see, okay, what have I got? It's Olivia. And then I can just press a button and just commit. Yeah, that's that a helps. Plan. Absolutely. I have, I have no doubt. And, you know, going back to what you were saying about cardio and how you feel like people don't talk about the cardio classes, like, I wonder if some of that is because, like, I think people think, like, well, the bike's cardio. I don't exactly. need cardio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been stunned at how difficult those classes are, but also what a difference they make in strength and endurance. Well, they do because it's conditioning. It's, yeah. it's body conditioning. So it's not just... It's not just one body part. So to your point, very effective. Yeah. You're sure not going to convince people to take it by telling them it's 20 minutes of jump squats. <laughs> oh, yeah. so I I started out with 10 minute classes and then someone like now I do one 10 minute and one 20 minute a week. I dread the 20 minutes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a truth teller, as you know, but on the flip side, when I complete it, I feel like a champ. Even if I feel like, wow, I really at that like that was so hard I can't believe how hard that was I still feel like I've climbed Mount Everest it is yeah, very I bet. Yeah. yeah that's good awesome. that's a good feeling yeah. well thank you so much for joining us and for all the great tips uh, until next time where can people find you you can find me on social media at Dr. Jen Man two ends on Jen two ends on Man I post all of my Peloton workouts on Insta stories you can also find me every week in Style Magazine. I have a weekly column called Hump Day with Dr. J. Instructors in the news. Well, our tarot card reader was correct <laughs> this is, once this, again. It's, this one's for you, Erica McLean. Yeah, we have yet another Peloton instructor with child. Yes, Jess King announced on her live house ride this weekend that she is pregnant. She uh, then um, was in Shape Magazine talking about the difficult journey that she had been through. I guess that she had to have multiple rounds of IVF. It's just not not fun. Yeah, Um, And that, I mean, I don't think these fertility journeys are ever easy. No. They sound just exhausting and stressful. So Jess King also went on live and she kind of shared her story a little bit and uh, she showed off her baby bump and they seem very happy. Her and and Sophia Eurista. The other thing is going back to the tarot card reader. Uh 
there we are now on pregnancy watch for like four more instructors uh <laughs> and um i i have gotten multiple messages i don't even want to say it but right. let's just say that it will not surprise me if in the next four weeks or so we get more announcements i'll just say that okay okay well watch this space yes the 33rd annual Glad Awards were held on May 6th, and one of the hosts was none other than Cody Rigsby. Yeah, and I know we talked about that this was going to happen, but yeah. if you scroll down, uh, his picture was in there, and, uh, well, maybe it was in a different... I think it must have been... Some, oh, darn. Yeah. I think maybe it was a different one. I'm sorry. I made you open this link for no reason. Womp, womp. That's okay. Okay. It was still worth reporting. Well, we talked about it last week, so I was a little repetitive. (laughs) Sorry. Well, it was going to happen, and now it happened. (laughs) Ta-da. And we have a uh, trifecta of Toonday stories. (laughs) Uh, She was, uh, her publicist is working overtime. Yeah. But she was on the Tamron Hall show. Yeah, which I didn't even know Tamron Hall had another show other than the true crime one. So that was interesting. Just, just. I didn't know that. Oh, she um, has a true. What's her true crime show? Um, it's the one that she talks about, like her sister died. And I don't know the stories because we never ended up watching it. But I saw commercials for it all the time because, you know, we watch a lot of true crime. Totally, yeah. And so there was like a time period where I was seeing Tamron Hall, like just all over the place. Gotcha. Um, and now I never see her. But that's I think that show was over. And I think that's why I don't see her. So anyway. Yeah. A little side note. Yeah. And then she was uh, also spoke to a website called Covetour. I wasn't sure if it was Covetor, like Covetor? you coveted, like okay. coveted Covetor. You got me. I don't know. But she talks all about soul care in this article, and it's got lots of good little tidbits from Tune Day, so that's fun. Absolutely. And then uh, finally, in our Tune Day watch. Yeah, because <laughs> again, she's everywhere. <laughs> she is. Uh, Real and Revlon joined forces to provide access to mental health care for May's Mental Health Awareness Month, and uh, Tune Day will be hosting one of their panels. Yeah, very cool. Congrats to Tune Day. I am so glad she is just breaking in all the success. I'm very happy for her. Homecoming update. So, homecoming, uh, well, it will be happening. By the time this episode drops, it will. It yeah. will. So um, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that because I think we talked about this last week that the member meets weren't back for homecoming. Right. But they are. Oh, OK. Um, they Ta-da. just they didn't put anything out there talking about it. So I don't know what that's about. But at any rate, um, you can still do it. So if you go into the homecoming website, which is homecoming.onepeloton.com, when you go in there, and say like I'm in then kind of like new information pops up and when you do that it shows you that you can create your agenda and then it talks about that you can video chat with members across the globe using the one of our favorite returning features which is member meets it will be on the left navigation bar and it will randomly pair you with someone somewhere in the world united by a share of peloton so pretty cool everybody really loved that i'm really glad it's back absolutely people got a big kick out of that yeah and then the other thing that they're doing are um these like group meetups so peloton australia germany german ladies peloton uk ben's army peloton newbies it goes on and on but um there's a whole list out there for friday and saturday tons of different groups that you can join uh, for both days. So make sure that you check those out if it's something that you are interested in so that you can join in with other people that you have things in common with. Together we go far, Robin's Wolfpack, (laughs) Irish Yanks. There's a bunch. Tons. 
Oh, and I also wanted to mention while we're talking about homecoming. Yeah. You remember how people were getting those gifts for 15,000 minutes yes. from last year? And uh-huh. I thought they would be here in time for homecoming. Well, um, they never included Canada and the UK. Right. I remember those. people being upset about that. Well, this week, people started getting them in the Canada and UK areas. And so... Ta-da! They're now getting clothing gifts from the boutique in their area, like where they live. Okay. Also, about homecoming, people are getting shout-outs via email for things like the most PRs, most high fives, etc. So if you get an email, check your junk mail folder. If you sent a lot of high fives, um, maybe my stalker is out there somewhere. Um, (laughs) And uh, you might have gotten an email shouting you out. Virtual shout-outs. Peloton in the news. Peloton released a uh, new commercial. I love it. I watched it. It was it was really good. Yeah. And I've had some people telling me that this like made no sense because of the uh, the Vikings. They threw a lot of people off. But I took it as like no matter what situation it is, the instructors can motivate you through it. That's how I personally. Yeah, I thought it it was highlighting the instructors and their motivation techniques, but in a humorous way, because it's like here are these Vikings where whatever Cody's saying would make no sense to them. Yes. And, you know, so it's like him leading the charge in Braveheart. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. And my favorite is when he says, you're like a plate of fajitas. Sizzle, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's looking at you. I love it. That was my favorite part. But I think this is smart. I think that this is a good pivot for their marketing campaign to highlight instructors. I know that I, I feel like in the past they've been a little worried about potentially having an instructor get so popular that maybe they could get held hostage by him or her. But I think they have enough names with that have serious followings at this point that I I really think you need to leverage that because at this point, that's the biggest differentiator between them and something like Apple Fitness. Nobody knows the name of an Apple Fitness instructor. Yeah. Do you remember back in like 2017, the first time we saw a commercial and Alex Toussaint was on it? I mean, I like almost fell over myself trying to get to the television to record it yeah and um, and now we don't even stop on the dvr because because you see it so frequently yeah so So i mean that in a good way absolutely but but this kind of brings that magic back of like you know because that's your probably one of those four instructors it was rad jess sims cody and adrian williams were all up there one of those is probably on your radar as being an instructor you really love so being able to see them up there and and motivating is just really cool absolutely we now have Peloton Radio. Yeah, did we talk about this last week? I honestly could not remember. I don't think we did. Okay, I, I really could not remember. I know I posted about it, but timing. Eh. Yeah. Okay, so Peloton Radio is when you take a scenic class. If, if it's distance-based or time-based scenic class, you can now choose from different radio stations while you're taking the class. So it's interesting because they're curated radio stations and it it, they still have odd music in them like i was listening to the rock one um yesterday when i was listening to the earnings call now i had the sound down but i could still see the songs that were playing right and um so i just kind of thought it was weird because it was everything from rock 
considered everything from mm-hmm. Depeche Mode to it's like alternative rock. I, I mean, I know, but I just expected you normally you within rock, you have certain subgenres. So alternative rock lives in one world and classic rock in another. Exactly. And oldies and you totally. Yeah. And um, I'm sure that they will continue to make changes to this. But a big thing that I've already seen people say is we need a skip button. And I do agree. There is no skip button. And there were songs that came up that had I been listening at full blast, I would have been like, nope, thank you. And they need to add that. But in general, I'm hearing positive things about it. People like the ability to be able to change the music for their different classes they are taking. And I think that this might lead the way for us to have more classes that are kind of like on the side of lane break where you're you might be playing a game or or following music in some way that does not include an instructor or like the new deep house classes that have been coming out of Germany where they say nothing except cueing you to do different things and they're quiet the rest of the class. So I think you're going to be seeing more and more of that type of test yeah. to see like what works with people. And you might see a skip button over time because I think the way the royalties work is that if if you have control over the music then it costs more because they don't want you to be able to kind of pick so if you can select it costs different so like sometimes i know like on tonal you can skip but like at some point it stops letting you skip it does and so i my guess is it that might be a reflection of different royalty revenues Hmm. well that'll be interesting to see how it uh, evolves over time so if you love your peloton guide so much you want to get up in its guts I mean, that's one way to say it. That is one way to say. It. Is there another way to say? It? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Think, I don't <laughs> think there is. I was I just going to say Bob Tremore tweeted this. That's yeah. all I was going to say. I guess after a certain amount of time, they have a confidentiality period. Yeah. The FCC can then release the internal photos yeah. of things, and so now there are, are internal, internal, not internal, yeah. internal <laughs> photos of the guide, and uh, Bob Tremore posted them so if that's your jam here you go i mean i guess at this point if somebody really wanted to see one they could crack it open because i mean you do see like videos on youtube where somebody's like i'm cracking open an iphone and i mean clearly there are people out there that want to see it uh i'm not that guy but as i've said before i don't even change my own wiper blades that's what i've got you for (laughs) exactly so i'll report on it (laughs) (laughs) peloton in court Who's suing Peloton now? We have an update in the iFit Peloton advertising trade secret suit. Yeah, so you might remember back in 2020. God, that seems so long ago. Um, (laughs) There, okay, well, I'd actually, that was when there was a restraining order and injunction asked for by. I think it was Peloton put it against iFit because they said that like Peloton, somebody had been tr- selling trade secrets to iFit that worked at Peloton. And so there was this lawsuit. It's been going on back and forth, back and forth. Well, um, this week there was movement on it. And where we are right now is that a Delaware federal judge Friday tossed Peloton's lawsuit accusing fitness platform iFit of accepting pilfered Peloton advertising materials in violation of the Defend Trade Secrets Act, canceling a jury trial that was set to start on May 31st. Um, the uh, There was just a brief docket entry, and the judge granted IFIT's still-sealed motion for summary judgment in the case 
Peloton filed against its rival after discovering a prop master hired for a Peloton advertising project emailed company materials to an iFit manager. Corporate espionage. Yes. Um, And so when you read through this, the interesting thing is there's going to be another like a judgment coming. (laughs) Right. And they're going to explain themselves. But right now there's no explanation. Interesting. So there's nothing to back up back up why he said this and maybe this is normal yeah. i don't know i just found the whole thing fascinating yeah. very cloak and dagger totally. <laughs> because of course it is yeah <laughs> and it's also weird that they that the court seems to be like oh no big deal but i guess i don't know i mean i i guess there's probably a certain amount of that to be expected and it has to be pretty significant to rise to the level of true corporate espionage maybe it's just weird because as the person who was not kind enough to send me the wording for this article because it's through law 360 which costs like a billion dollars this person said the ruling doesn't seem to follow the facts here unless there is some particular element of the defend trade secrets act that is missing and is not explained in the article so i think we will hear more on this and uh maybe the information they sent just wasn't that big of a deal I, I mean, know. it's a prop master on a commercial set. Like, what are they really going to say? I don't because if it was a commercial for one of these new items. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we will. I mean, obviously, we will continue to monitor this. We will. We will. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of Zoom Tube is Angelo. Uh, Crystal reached out to the community, asked for your nutritional questions, and you provide them, and then he answers them, and then I sit here and do nothing for like six minutes. It's great. Yeah, that's that pretty much sums yeah. it up. <laughs> Hi, Angela. Like perfect arrangement. Yes. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> oh, you notice fantastic. how you're doing work, I'm doing work, the community's doing work, and Tom's doing nothing. <laughs> and? <laughs> Just He's saying. making sure we have a fun experience, and he does that job <laughs> with style. <laughs> All right, Angelo, fine. <laughs> he keeps us laughing. That's he for does. Sure. He does. Absolutely. And Angelo thinks that I'm correct. <laughs> we heard that a few weeks once ago. In a while. <laughs> Every once in a I'm while. I'm still clinging to it. Yeah, we know. We know, Tom. <laughs> okay, well, Celine Dissel responded, and she says that yeah. she's doing MetPro with the basic app. And oh. uh, exactly. And uh, she's doing great during the week, but then <laughs> she completely falls apart on the weekend. Ouch. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, so guess what? Uh, on, on all programs, that is human nature. You know, we do, we have our routine during the week. You know, Celine, I'll tell you a story. I had uh, for years. I worked with uh, a group of teachers. They're high school teachers. Every one of them said to me, "You know, this is actually going to be really easy during the summer because I have all this free time. It'll be harder during the school year." Yeah. Guess what? opposite other way around across the board the entire faculty that i was working with other way around because what we find is when we have and here's the big secret and the big trick and my advice to you celine routine (laughs) when you have a routine in place it's actually easier for you to stick to it so if you want to have an indulgence on the weekend have an indulgence of course and the nice thing about the app is it's just gonna it's gonna acclimate for that so it's not going to penalize you if you, you know, have a meal off track. What it's going to do is it's going to weight that data with less relevance and say, okay, it needs to wait a few more days to get quality data on days where you're you're nailing it and you're real real tight on the program. But 
I would encourage you to make a concerted effort to stick to at least the daytime routine as best as you can. And what that might entail is during the week, still do a little prep for the weekend. Even if it's just like lunch, even if it's just snack, what you find is if you go into the weekend having that, usually you can corral any misgivings into nighttime eating or dinner. And, uh, you know, a good way to do it is if you like eating out or if you want to have a social engagement when you don't want to feel like you're on a meal plan for any given meal, just insist on quality foods. Don't insist on any meal plan or any diet. Just insist on quality foods. You'll find that typically, now there's exceptions to this, but typically healthy food tends to be cleaner, lower calorie, closer to your uh, you know, goal meal plan than convenience foods. It's not that we like, you know, fast food or it tastes better than, you know, a fancy seafood or a steak or, or you know, lobster and a, a fancy salad. It, it's that it's quicker. It appeals to our palate and it's instant gratification. Go to a nice dinner. Go to a maybe either a fancier place or a place where you know you can order something clean because you're not going to do it every night. So it's not going to, you're not going to hemorrhage money. You're just going to do it once in a while. But go to a place that you know serves quality food and let your hair down a little bit. Enjoy yourself versus the second it's Saturday. It's so easy to fall into that mindset of, well, it's the weekend. I'll just hit the drive through. It's quick and convenient and it's the weekend because then you can, without even realizing it, undo a lot of your efforts during the week. So my two recommendations is pick uh, your indulgent spots, restaurants, meals, et cetera, in advance and be a little discerning about that. Go with higher, insist on higher quality, avoid convenience foods where possible on the weekends and try to keep as much of your routine intact, which usually means during the week, doing a little extra prep. So at least something like lunches and snacks are ready to go for the weekend. And that will help prevent it from going way left field over the weekend, even if it's not perfect. I definitely agree with having having that ready is a huge help to me personally. <laughs> <laughs> Momentum plays a large role. It does. Yeah, does. When you're sure. tired and lazy on the weekends, man, it's easy to just reach for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all of that. Uh, if people would like uh, nutritional advice uh, tailored to them for their fitness goals, where can they find you? Metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Checking out the competition. So Yahoo Finance has an interesting article. Peloton struggles provide a hint for Lululemon. Yeah, and uh, you might remember from a while back, Lululemon purchased Mirror. They yes. paid $500 million for that acquisition. Right. And all... Everything kind of points to it's not going that great. Now, yeah. it's a small drop in the bucket for Lululemon, so it doesn't really seem to matter. Right. But everyone is kind of pushing Lululemon. Like, what are you doing? Like, get rid of it. Get get it out of here. Right. The interesting thing is that instead of going that way, they have doubled down and they are now adding it to their app. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. I don't know what it means. We will see. But I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. So there you go. In case you missed it. 
There is a uh, homecoming apparel sale currently taking place. Yes. Every day this week, seven days of surprise promotions. So today it was like buy one bra, get one bra. People are not very excited about these promotions. I have gotten multiple messages saying, where are the deep discount sales we have come to expect from homecoming items? Yeah, I mean, I think also they've run so many sales at this point. It's getting harder and harder to impress people with sales because it's kind of becoming expected. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Peloton Artist Collaboration. So we have two new artist collaborations. The first is from Fleetwood Mac. Yes, you will see classes popping up this week. So uh, if you haven't seen them already, go check them out on the schedule. There's going to be a whole bunch of them, and they're all going to be covering Fleetwood Mac songs. And then also, on the other end of the musical spectrum, you have (laughs) Yo-Yo-Ma. I thought it was Yo-Yo-Ma. It is. I was being... (laughs) I was channeling my inner Les Nessman. Okay. Chai-Chai Rodriguez. (laughs) (laughs) I actually get that now. Yes, because I've been making you watch WKRP. (laughs) Yay. Yes. So, um... Yo-Yo Ma, he plays the cello for anybody who does not know. And there are going to be classes this week with Jeffrey uh, McKeckern, who is in Germany. Uh, La Tia Mariana, who that's her Instagram name. Uh, Mariana is, uh, I don't know if this class will be in Spanish, but she teaches Spanish classes often. And then uh, Bex Gentry. And we also have a class with Christine Dierkel. So lots of classes with Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah, and he does lots of cool covers. He does a cover of Adele's uh, cello. He does a cover of Todd Rundgren's cello, It's Me. Uh, he does. I see what you're doing. What? It took what? me a while. He does I'm a cover sad. of the Cars uh, cello again. <laughs> and he also does a cover of the Beatles uh, cello submarine. <laughs> you thought I was going to say cello goodbye, but I'm not. I had no thoughts whatsoever. <laughs> Where you were going I just let you go (laughs) Wait did you just fire me (laughs) I got let go (laughs) You're the second wife to do that to me As in let you go on Oh okay (laughs) Peloton birthdays So we have two birthdays Coming up this week We do Peloton related. One is Maddie Majacomo on May 16th. Yes, there's going to be a tread birthday party for him. So join his live class on May 16th if you want to be part of it. But before that, and uh, even more important. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is to us. It is to us. The clip out. We turn five on May 14th. So if you have gotten us a card, you should send it to us. And if you haven't, you need to add it to your list of things to do. <laughs> Happy birthday to us. I can't believe it's been five years. Congrats on five years, honey. Happy clip anniversary. Thank you. And you too. <laughs> Thank you. Aren't you going to say clip anniversary? No. Oh, okay. I don't like to do cheesy jokes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't go that cello. Oh, God. (laughs) And yet. (laughs) Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Holly Houston. Hey, Holly. How's it going? It's going pretty well. How are you guys? Good. Excited. What a that... fun name to say. <laughs> it is. 
the alliteration makes it a lot of fun. Do you kind of have fun saying your name too? Do you say it a lot? I do. It's interesting. I got divorced right before the pandemic started and I considered changing my name, but I don't know. It just kind of fits. It's <laughs> all right. It's easy enough, right? Like, yeah. Yep. So I left it. I left it alone. I, get I it. totally get it. It's easy to spell. People know how to say it. I would think you have a name where people like always want to say your full name. Yes. And my maiden name was very German and no one could pronounce it. I had to spell it out for people all the time. So this is much easier. Ah, I love it. I love it. Speaking yeah. of someone who has a punctuation mark on their last name, I feel you. Yeah, that took some getting used to, I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a pain. <laughs> Every time we go to the yeah. airport, there's a problem. I assure oh you. Oh my God. It's the worst. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, you would, a lot of people still mispronounce Houston, like Houston, as we were discussing beforehand with the New York thing, but also just other pronunciations that you would not expect. And you're like, how Huston? I get that. Sometimes. Really? Yeah. Like, that's so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a big city. You yeah. would think people. <laughs> One of the bigger ones. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe people, people are just... just overthinking it. Like they're like, oh, it can't yeah. be that simple. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'm giving people <laughs> I credit. Know. I don't know. People are weird. <laughs> That's me being positive today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Holly, how did you originally find Peloton? So I had been hearing about Peloton for years. I'm part of a Facebook group. Well, it's no longer a Facebook group. It's defunct, but it was called Law Mamas. And it was for lawyers who were mothers. Yeah, And a lot of people on that website had Pelotons and this was 2017, 2018. And I was like a gym person, right? I taught spin classes at a gym for a while. Oh, And so I was like, ah, I don't need this. And then in 2019, I don't really even remember why, but right before Thanksgiving time, I was like, you know what? I was commuting back and forth between two houses every week. And it was like two hours in between. And I wasn't making it to the gym. And I was like, you know what, this would just make it so much easier if I had this at home. And so I decided to get it and I got it the Black Friday sale of Thanksgiving 2019. So my timing was impeccable. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. Hey, at least I, it I was... got it within like a week or two. I didn't have to wait. Wasn't there a time when it was like months that people were waiting for their bites? That's so. what I was yes. about to say. At least you got it, but yeah. you got it in before the shutdown because after the shutdown, things got hairy from a waiting standpoint. So that's yeah, kind of... <laughs> yeah. So and it changed my life, right? Like the bike that goes nowhere that changes people's lives. So it um, does. Yeah. yeah. So how has it changed your life? What's going on? Yeah. So I got the bike. I probably got it in December, right, of 2019. And things in my marriage were terrible. It hadn't quite, like, made my decision about what I wanted to do. And then, finally, I took a class. I took Christine's Pink ride. Yeah. I don't know if you've taken that ride, but I know, Tom, you haven't taken that ride because (laughs) you don't. um, Precisely. Yeah, but I took that ride, and it was the first ride that I had ever taken with her. And... The very first song that she plays in her playlist is called Courage. And the lyrics of the chorus are right, like, have I the courage to change? And I don't know what it was, but just in that moment, I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do my life differently. I've got to get out of this situation. And so I did. And that, like, 
I mean, it wasn't that that song made me get divorced, but that ride made me get divorced, but it was definitely like the thing that I needed to push me over the edge and actually make the change that I needed to make. And I didn't have Instagram at the time, but I got Instagram sometime in 2020 and I found Christine's page on there. And I actually wrote to her and I was like, your ride changed my life. And she wrote back. She commented back and she was like, you changed your life. And I was like, yes. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. My, yeah. I have a real special place in my heart for Christine. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I bet. I remember when I was going through kind of figuring out I was in the same place in my first marriage and I was like, what did I want to do? And I wasn't really to that point. And I remember somebody said to me that it was like, well, I think you've already figured out what it is you want to do. You just haven't figured out how to do it. And there was something about that sentence that just like clicked for me. And I feel like I feel like when you're making a major life decision like that, that's a lot of times what happens. Somebody or something happens that speaks to you in just the right way and you it clicks in a different way and suddenly everything is very clear of how you need to do it. Right? That you process and you think and it was years in the making, right? And then all of a sudden it was just like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I can do this. All yeah. three of us have been there. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and we often have Dr. Jen Mann comes on the show every week and she always gives advice to writers and she always says that People hear the rides they need to hear that a lot of times that you will pick a class and not realize what you needed until the end. But it's like you get something out of it you didn't expect. And I feel like it sounds like exactly true for you. (laughs) Yes. No, it was. Yes. I think that that's really accurate. And sometimes kind of what you want or need out of a ride. And so you select one based on whatever it is that you're going through at the moment. And sometimes classes just like hit you out of left field. I mean, I had no idea. I don't know if you are familiar, Tom, I'm sure that you're not, but like the outfit that Christine is wearing in that ride, it's like this leather bodysuit, black bodysuit with these pink and black striped leggings and this jewelry that's out of control. (laughs) I had no idea that I was going to get something like life-changing out of it. I thought it was just going to be a fun ride, right? Like with great music. So yeah. You know, that ride is uh, famous for another reason. I don't know if you have heard this story, but she had been, Christine had actually kind of been called out on social media about her size. And that was the infamous clapback ride. I believe the first version got taken down. And I don't know whether you are talking about the first version or the second version, because she quickly redid it. But both of them were amazing. So, (laughs) well, it's the one that's still up there. So, okay. So, it's the the edited version. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she's so great in that way too, right? Like she also has her 60-minute Women's History Month from March of 2020. And in that, I think it's that ride where she talks about people are saying things to her like, why do you talk so much about bike racing? Stop talking about bike racing. Why do you talk about your weight so much? Stop talking about your weight so much. And she's like, if you don't like it, ride with someone else. And I'm just (laughs) like, yes. Right. There are lots yeah. of instructors. Yeah. Like That's right. at this point, there's 54 instructors across all platforms. So Holy you should be smokes. able, right. You should be able to find somebody that you mesh with because if not, That's maybe right. it's not them. Maybe it's you. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> if you don't like any of them. <laughs> well, now we have a great title for this episode. Christine D'Ericolo breaks up marriage. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She is fully 
to blame. He's fully to blame. In fact, my son, he's 14. It was early in the pandemic still, and I wasn't dating because I had just gotten divorced. I'd been married for 14 years. Like, let's just take a little break. And he came up to me and he was like, Mom, I know why you're not dating. And I was like, oh, do you? Why is that? And he goes, it's because you're in love with Christine and you want to marry her. And I was like, facts right there. (laughs) Well, there are are worse people you could have a crush on. That's for sure. I think I I just got a better headline. (laughs) (laughs) Christine keeps people from dating. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty funny. It was really cute that he said that. Yeah, that's great. Now, I'm curious, does that mean that Christine has become your favorite instructor? She is definitely my favorite instructor. I do like others, though. I mean, I have whole cadre that I ride with. But yes, Christine is kind of my go-to first choice, unless I want like a Tabata ride. And then I go to Hannah Frankson because she's so adorable and her workouts are so hard and you're like, how is that possible? (laughs) You're so adorable and you speak so sweetly and now you're going to kill me. But yes. And I do power zone training. So now that Christine, she's been doing that for since 2020 and that's really great as well. Yeah. That's a whole new version of taking her classes then. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done her, the Haleakala series, the five climbs. I've done that a couple of times over the last two years as well. So All five of those classes are still up, right? So they got rid of one of them in one of the more recent purges. There was some discussion that she was going to redo it. I don't know if she has. I haven't tried it since then. I have made it sort of my Memorial Day event. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So we'll see if I can do all five this year and one of them will be new. (laughs) So, yeah. What are you doing for Memorial Day? Oh, climbing a mountain. No big deal. Yeah. I'm riding my... (laughs) stationary bike for five hours straight like <laughs> totally normal yeah. right That's... doesn't everyone do that it is on this podcast <laughs> people are like oh yeah i just hung out in the backyard drinking beer and playing lawn darts and i'm like oh i rode my bike for five hours yeah, and let's... now i can't walk <laughs> <laughs> yeah but your bragging rights are cooler <laughs> yeah yeah but they don't have an official badge right i feel like peloton needs to have an official badge for doing that but they don't it's that right. would be a good one to I'll have survive. absolutely yeah 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 so you said that your original kind of group of choice was the law mama's one so if that's no longer around what did you pivot to if anything well, so there's a sort of a spinoff group just for Peloton. So there's Peloton Law Moms now. So that's kind of okay. my primary Peloton group would be that. And then they have their own Power Zone team for the Power Zone challenges. So I'm in those. But I also am part of the Peloton Singles group. Oh. Which is fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> you learn a lot on there, I tell you. <laughs> like what? What does that mean? <laughs> Become single have and you can new find headline. out too, right? Like, wow. So I, mean, I think we have yet another headline. Now she's trying to break up our marriage. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that exciting. I mean, it's a great group, but you guys have a good thing going. You don't need that. I was going to say, after the Christine comment, I don't know which one of us she's trying to go out with. <laughs> 
Why is it gotta be just one? <laughs> <laughs> you guys would fit right in in that group. <laughs> Well, hopefully we don't find out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully no, we stay married. I don't yeah, no, but that's a fun group, and they do a lot of meetups, which I haven't done any of those because pandemic. But it's fun. You get to know people and see different perspectives. I lived a little bit of a sheltered life, and it's fun to meet people in different avenues. And almost every single group that I'm involved in on Facebook—that's the only social media that I really do because I'm that age, right? They're almost all lawyer mom groups of some sort, right? So there's the lawyer moms of children who have disabilities, right? Okay. It's a very niche group. And then the Peloton lawyer moms. And now there's the single lawyer moms, right? Like there's all these different groups, but it's all lawyer moms. And so there's not, I mean, there's some diversity there, but only sort of. So these other groups like the Peloton singles group, that gives me a lot of different perspectives that I don't necessarily get other places. I love how you worded that. You're like, I lived a sheltered life and I see different perspectives. I mean, that's just refreshing to hear after hearing what people say to each other every day when they don't agree on things. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for saying that so gracefully. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got to expand your world vision a little bit. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And you mentioned in there that about having kids with disabilities, does your son have a disability? Is that something that you would like to share? Or if not, that's okay? Yeah, I mean, I can share a little bit. I mean, his story is his story, but sure. it's also part of like my story. Yeah, my son has some fairly significant early childhood trauma that has impacted his life. I adopted him when he was four. And the first four years of his life were pretty rough. I mean, they were pretty rough. And so he's got some stuff from that. And he presents a little bit like he might have autism, but the testing on that has been inconclusive, but it presents very similarly and, and is sort of treated in similar fashion. And he's got really high anxiety. Like he doesn't leave the house ever really, except next week I'm taking him to Disneyland and he's excited about this, Ooh. but like... We'll see how it goes because he's going to have to actually leave the apartment. So we'll see how that. And that's that sensory. Out for him, and yeah. Yeah. And that's like sensory overload. Like a lot of times if a kid's on the spectrum in some capacity, they have sensory issues as well. And so like that's a lot to take in a place like Disneyland. It is. Yeah. And he really does like Disney. He's been to Disney before. But I think that because there's so much to do that helps and I'm going to structure it very well. Like we'll go for a few hours in the morning and then we will go back to the hotel and rest for like five hours and then go back in the evening and, and hopefully avoid all of the kids at two o'clock throwing their after lunch meltdowns when they really need to be napping. But their parents are like, no, I paid a hundred dollars for us to be here today. We are sticking it out. It's going to oh, yeah. be fun. So I. Did so you've thing. traveled with us? <laughs> that? Oh, that's not the kids. That's me and Tom. Yeah. Right? You're like, get a snack. You'll feel better. Yeah. I'm like, yes. they got a bus. Yeah. Take it back to the hotel. What do you mean for? I'll be on Space yeah. Mountain. People are like, you're taking him there for five full days. I'm like, mm hmm. Because we need to make them shorter days. So, Disneyland, you really can do in like two and a half days, but we're going for five. Okay. So. That makes yeah. sense. That takes the pressure off, though. It does. You don't feel like you got to cram every magical moment in. Like, so, yeah. That's right. Because it's only fun as long as it's fun. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes a ton of sense to me. And I think that makes you an awesome mom because you're paying attention yeah. to what your kid needs. So hats well, off to you. 
I mean, I love Disneyland too. It's not like, it's not a huge sacrifice to, <laughs> to, to take him. But yeah, so that's my kid and he's had his challenges and it's been so amazing to connect with other moms I who bet. have children who have issues like this. And, and a lot of the people in the group, their kids have very different issues. In this group that I'm in, there's a variety from physical disabilities to cognitive disabilities, the whole spectrum. But there are a few people, right, who have kiddos who show up very similarly to my son. And like, how would you find that for all of the things that social media can be bashed for, right? Which is a lot of things. There are a lot of bad parts of social media. And at the same time, like I've made these friends. In fact, the woman who referred me to you is someone who I know through that group. And we have actually met, right? Like we do these retreats a couple times a year in various places all over the country. And it's been amazing to just sit down with women where you don't really have to explain anything. They just sort of get it. And yeah. um, that's been really great. Yeah. Where else can anybody get it on the exact same level? The exact challenges you deal with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I totally get that. That's amazing. Yeah. And have patience. If your kid's having a moment, they're not going to give you the stink eye because they, they know. know exactly what you're going through. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a very judgment-free zone of people coming in. And it's also great because a lot of us, you know, we have to celebrate really tiny things, right? You see people posting on social media, oh, my kid got named to their travel soccer team and they're an honors student and they're graduating and they're going to this Ivy League institution. And we're like, my kid went pee in the potty today. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> and the kid is 12, right? So it's like, it's just a very different level of celebration, but it's still a celebration or parents who have their kids who are nonverbal, but like one day they'll say, love you or something. Aww. And it's like, yeah, amazing. Right. <sighs> and so we really like, we just bond over those things of posting these little things that most people take for granted. And it's wonderful. It's a great community. What a wonderful perspective. Yeah. That is important to remember. Maybe that'll give me a little more patience for my teenagers who... Oh, the teenagers are hard. Yeah. Like, let's not, let's not joke. Teenagers are hard, right? Like, <laughs> She's like, oh, I didn't mean about teenagers. They're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? I was I, all about perspective like... and patience, but not for the teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. People kind of ask about my relationship with my son because I have him full time, right? Like, he never goes to see his dad. And that's hard, right? Because he also doesn't want to leave the house. But he's getting to that place where he's fairly self-sufficient, right? Like I can leave him home for a while by himself. And people are like, what is it like? And I was like, well, it's kind of like having a roommate who doesn't clean up the kitchen. And I have to remind him to bathe because he just smells so bad. I don't know at what age dudes start to care about the fact that they smell bad. Usually like, it's when they like girls enough. is not it <laughs> yeah. yet. Nope. That's, you're right there, though. You're, yeah, you're right close. on the cusp. You are ours, so uh, close. I have two boys, and it was like 13, 14 for both of them. It's like once they kind of discovered the opposite sex or the yeah. same sex, if that's their jam. But once they start caring about other people romantically, they start figuring out, like, I should probably not smell like this anymore. Yes. Yes. Tom is accurate. <laughs> I think yeah. it also creeps up on them, right? Like, there's that age where they can get sweaty, but they don't necessarily stink. And then... One day they do, and I don't think they realize it. There's yeah. like a lag They don't time know their they... radius of stench yet. Yes. <laughs> well, and I think that maybe there's some extra delay because of the pandemic and the wearing of masks. What I'm a great Oregon. point. Yeah, yeah, that's right? a good point. 
In Oregon, we only just got the clear to stop wearing masks in public places like this week, right? So we've been wearing, I don't know where you guys are, but we're in Missouri. so okay so you guys haven't been wearing masks for like a long no they actually made it illegal to cover your mouth when you cough here (laughs) (laughs) we want us all to get sick from all the things we go ahead and wear the masks though just to be clear yeah (laughs) yeah well i'm still wearing a mask out in public right now because I don't want my Disneyland trip to get derailed. Don't blame you. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Yes. So actually, I have been cheating on my Peloton a little bit since August. I have joined a yoga studio in my little town here. And it has become like my primary source of movement. I go all the time and I love it. And one of the classes is like hot yoga, right? So it's 105 degrees in there and you're wearing a mask and it's so swampy and gross. It's really disgusting. But now you don't have to wear masks. But I went today and I was like the only person in the class wearing a mask, which I'm not sure if that's actually effective because no one else is wearing their mask. Right. And, it depends right. on the mask. It does. It does. Yeah. You can't wear like the N95. An N95 in no, a but, if, class but a KN95, that's a little bit easier of a breathe. That's my I, mask. I, I think of it choice. still might be tough in a hot yoga. It babe. might be. Yeah. <laughs> it's like but better than an N95. Yes. Well, right. And so I still was wearing my mask today, but I'm kind of used to it, right? Like I'm kind of used to just that like swampy feeling now. It will be very strange when I come back from Disney. I I think I'll probably try it without the mask and see what happens. I know. It's scary times. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's such a weird shift when the first time you like go into a store without one on, you're just like, am I going to explode? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in here, right in Missouri, I'm sure it's very different, but here... To not wear a mask was a very like charged sort of political statement, right? Yeah. In a store because you're required until last week, you were required to wear them, but people wouldn't, right? And so it right. was just sort of very easy to like spot like who is making a statement here where now right. like you can't tell anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. I went to the store and about still, even after the mandate, about 50% of people were wearing masks, but a large percentage of people were not. Like, it was very strange to see someone without a mask until last week. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I walked into a place the other day that was still requiring masks. It was a medical facility and I forgot to grab one. I was like, I'm not making a statement. I forgot. Like, <laughs> just can forgot. I, just, you have one can I can I, wear. Yes. Preferably I'm not, not used. Yes. I'm not going to scream at you. <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting time for sure. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So what is your leaderboard name? Oh, my leaderboard name, it is already underscore not yet. And when I first joined the bike, I had just my name, right? I was just H. Christine. Christine is my middle name. And that's what I, I don't know. I must've been like 14 when I got my first email account. And they were like, don't use your first name, right? Like (laughs) somebody's going to find you and kill you. So H. Christine has always been like what I've done for my usernames on everything. So I was just H. Christine on the bike. And then Christine said something like, if your leaderboard name doesn't inspire you, change it. And I was like, okay. So she's basically like run my life. She doesn't know it, but like I do whatever she says. So I was like, well, okay. And I was thinking a lot about how I had done, I'd been in therapy for a long time and was now getting my life back on the fitness track. And I was like, you know what? 
so many people are like, I'm broken and I'm messed up and I've got to make myself better and I have to do all of these things. And I was like, you know what? I'm already pretty awesome. <laughs> and I'm not yet as awesome as I could be someday. Aww. So I'm going to keep working at it. So my leaderboard name is already not yet. I love it. I love it. And I like that you gave us the whole history behind it because sometimes people don't feel like it's a good story. But yours is a great story. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. I had a different leaderboard name that I thought was kind of funny, but then I thought it was too culturally misappropriating. So I decided to not do it. But the law mamas, right? Like they would call themselves llamas, like because they do. And yeah. so I was thinking like the Holly Law Ma, the Holly ah, Law. And I was like, ah. uh, that might be offensive. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't I, do it. I, I, didn't I can see offensive. the play on words and I love the creativity with it. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. And I can also see why you would be concerned about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I don't need to make controversy where there doesn't need to be controversy. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. enough in this world. Let's not go looking for it, yeah. I guess. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There are much better things to like die on your hill for. That's Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we don't need to ask who your favorite instructor is. We did already, kind of. Yeah, like I yeah. think we've established that. And we also, by virtue of definition, I suppose, know who your ex-husband's least favorite instructor is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe it's also his favorite instructor, That's right? True. Like, yeah. I will say that I did the You Can Run program last yes. summer. I used to be a runner, and then I wasn't for a long time, and I decided to try to get back into it. And I did that and really started to... I had never taken a bike class with Jess King, but then doing the running classes with her, I really enjoyed her quite a lot. And so she's become like my favorite tread instructor. Um, wow. I don't have a tread, but I use, you know, the janky one in the gym at my apartment or I just run outside. And she's quite different than Christine, right? So yeah, that is a definite difference. I also think it's interesting that you found her over on the tread and then tried her bike classes. I don't think I've heard that particular scenario before. So that's fascinating. I really like her. And and I really like Matt Wilpers, right? Like he's just so steady, I guess. He's just a steady, steady instructor. But I don't love running with him, which is interesting. But I really like the bike. And so they're all just different. And each platform is different. Like Maddie Majacomo, he's so fantastic. Oh my um, God, I love Maddie. He makes me happy no matter what. If I can be in the worst mood ever and take a Maddie class and I am smiling by the end. And I love that about him. Right. Even though he's like actually killing you. Yes. <laughs> I'm right? happy about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like, do it some more. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. His Hamilton ride or run is like my favorite run of all time. For wow. A variety of reasons, I, I can't run. pick just one because whenever he brings out Mora, I don't know. There's so many. There's so many good Maddie ones. That's tough. But we're yeah. getting into like my favorite instructor. So that's where I go for on the tread. He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually just did randomly a, my first run with John Hoskins. Yeah, he's um, great. Great. He was so fantastic. I did his just 20 minute premiere run. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. So I'll have to check out his more of his stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you've tried out Jocelyn Thompson Rule. I absolutely adore her. She gives such great instruction. She's amazing. Really good. Yeah. I, I, love I took one with her last week, I think. So yeah, I didn't love the music, but it was stuff that I just wasn't familiar with. So I think I need to get into a class where I know the music that she's doing and see how that jives. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you have any advice for people that are just now entering the world of Peloton? Oh, get people, get people (laughs) to like do this with, right? Because I have these different groups, right? Where there's some women in the law moms group that all ride together every weeknight at 8.15-ish, right? For the 8.15-ish crew. (laughs) And that's at night, right? Like most people don't ride at night, but we do. And then the Power Zone challenge teams and just having people who are like, this is the ride that we're doing and this is the time we're doing it. Get on and do it with us. And having that community, I don't know that I would have been nearly as successful on the bike if I hadn't had community for it which I'm assuming that people already know that if they're listening to the podcast, right? Like that they're part of a community and they're interested in what people have to say. But yeah, that's the biggest thing I think for me was having the community. I do the hardcore on the floor calendar. Well, I try, I'm not very good at it, but just even having it laid out, right? I learned that our decision-making energy, like every decision that we make draws from this bucket of energy that we have, which is also the same bucket that willpower comes from. And the more we can like sort of automate our lives, the more willpower we have to avoid making bad decisions, whatever that means in your life, right? For some people that's food decisions, for other people, it's other kinds of decisions that are not super great for us. And the more little decisions that you have to make of what class are you gonna ride or which strength workout are you going to do? Like the more you can just take the decision-making out and you just say, this is what I'm doing because it's what someone told me to do like the more energy you have to make better choices in other areas of your life. So excellent advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us before we let you go. Let everyone know where they can find you if you would like to be found. Oh, well, I'm on Facebook and my name is Holly Christine on Facebook because I don't (laughs) put my last name on there. Yeah, I'm not that interesting. So I don't know. I don't have an Instagram account. I do have an Instagram account, but I don't even remember what my username is on it. <laughs> Newsflash, they just sat through a whole interview with you. So they think you're interesting. Well, I mean, they're not super wrong about that. But my social media isn't that interesting. I don't post a whole lot on anything. Although I'm in my groups. I'm pretty active in my groups. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. We do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And have a great rest of your evening. <laughs> you too. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere on the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Clip Out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Keep pedaling. And running. 